0: Support Wrestle
2: Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring, and a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Rumble Podcast! Nia Jax just entered the men's Royal Rumble match. It is true quality, people. I'm Ollie Davis. This is the other one, Luke Owen, and welcome to the Royal Rumble review edition of Wrestle Rumble, which means we get to say Wrestle Rumble or Royal Rumble. Either of those work.
3: Yes. What a fun show! What a fun show it was. I had a bloody lovely time watching Royal Rumble 2019. It's uh, it's my favourite pay per view every year. Anyway, it's the one I look forward to the most. I just think the Royal Rumble is a lot of fun. Now we get two of them and I think that this was a pay-per-view that very much delivered on what it set out to do.
2: I was sports entertained.
3: Oh, I was sports entertained out
2: the wazoo. This was so sports entertainment because as our lead subject uh, to kick off, Nia Jax was the number 30 entrant in the Royal Rumble. Not our truth like was previously announced because he won Mixed Match Challenge. And that was a thing that had stakes. Not Batista, not The Rock, not a returning Roman Reigns. It was Nia Jax. It
3: wasn't a Velveteen Dream either. And
2: Nia Jax comes out and I'm like, what the <sighs> hell is going on? Is she go? Is she just coming out to set up someone else? Uh, who's- who she's going to sort of be... Is it a returning Enzo Amore?
3: It could have been anyone. But no. in fact... It was Nia herself, and there was just this moment where she just started walking down to the ring, and you could almost feel this sort of buzz around the arena, going like, "Is this really happening?" Yeah. And then, yeah, Nia just gets in the ring, and I, everyone just goes, "Well, I guess she's in the Rumble now." I I, I wasn't <laughs> believing it. Like <laughs> I, I was just like, "But this
2: isn't this isn't right, is it?" And she threw out Mustafa Ali That was the uh, that yeah. was that was the only annoying thing because I got yeah it was all annoying, and then I got. Then I something
3: clicked and I was like, This is amazing. I it, I did laugh. I did find myself laughing mm. by the end of it because this was very much played up to be that, hey, none of you like Nia Jax because of what she did to Becky Lynch back in November, so we're going to humiliate her in a Royal Rumble and have people do loads of finishes to her. Mm. Lark, 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 let's all have a chuckle at her. Yeah. But at the same time, she did also eliminate Mustafa Ali, which sort of then, like, he'd eliminated Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura. So it kind of, like... It makes all three of them look really. Panty. No, it doesn't. And,
2: uh, no, she was.
3: She, she's.
2: he had been in there for a while. Mustafa Ali definitely use had an excuse. Yeah, well, he definitely had a good showing. I'm not coming away from this thinking, man, Ali was wasted. No, no, no I, I think I, I, all, no, I all, all three of those guys were very, very good. I would never say that no. either. No, so I, I mean that that is a that is a minor complaint. I oh, think. completely agree in the larger scheme of yeah. things. But Nia Jack's here. Like, I was just. I was. I, I went on such an emotional roller coaster from fury to confusion, to then like just laughing, and then feeling a little bit guilty because I said to my. So what happened? Nia Jax comes in. She runs roughshod for a bit, yes. which is uh, you know in that sort of Karma Beth Phoenix China tradition of women entering the men's Royal Rumble. She didn't eliminate anyone by kissing them though, like Beth mm, Phoenix did. No, that's that's a true elimination. Yeah, and. That like Randy Orton squares up to her, and everyone, this like (laughs) ripple
3: of excitement was like, Well, it's just so good because she eliminates Ali, and everyone's like, Oh, no, she eliminated Ali. And then Randy Orton gets ready for like the RKO pose, and all of a sudden it was like, He's gonna RKO her. Yeah. He is gonna RKO Nia Jax. And I got so
2: excited, and then I thought, Of course, they're not gonna do that. The whole of Mixed Match Challenge, which is the concept is intergender wrestling, was booked. So, the different genders would never touch... Well, I guess the men would never physically hit the women. Yes. But the, the, it was the fine the other way. And I get why they do that, because... Mattel. Mattel, and just sponsorship deals in general. A big, large, publicly traded co- company doesn't want to have men hitting women on TV. I get that. <laughs> I, I totally understand it. It just it makes it a bit infuriating. And th- there is an argument that true equality would have them all go up against each other. Yeah. It's not like... This is a, a superhero kayfabe world where you can massage certain abilities yes. and have people go up against each other on an equal footing. And Nia Jack started to beat up Randy, and then I was like, "Oh my god, what are they doing here? Are they, is this how is this how she's going to get eliminated? This is all very clunky."
3: But then, Randy. Freaking RKO'd, well, Nia. It Jax. wasn't just that. Like Dolph Ziggler super kicked her in the face because because she knocks Randy into the ropes and then she tells Ray's like, "Hey Ray, you could do a six one nine on him." Yeah. So Ray's like, "Oh okay." So Ray goes to do a six one nine. Nia Jax picks him up and they're like, "Oh no, she's going to eliminate Ray." Super kicked by Dolph, and then I get Nia falls into the six one nine position. She gets a six one nine, and Randy on RKO's her for good measure. That, that, so Nia Jax, such a hated figure, that two guys, Rey Mysterio
2: and Randy Orton, who were feuding <laughs> on the last pay-per-view cycle, teamed up. I genuinely forgot that. Yeah, teamed up to hit their finishes on her and throw her out. They had a chairs match. I genuinely yeah. forgot that happened. Yeah. So, so this this puts me in an awkward position. I'm loving this. I'm laughing. I think, what an inspired spot. This is WrestleMania 34 levels of craziness. (laughs) Where someone just pitches an idea for a laugh, and then it gets booked.
3: And then they're like, "Uh uh-oh, now we've got to do this.
2: Yeah. And I, I was like This is great This is great And I said to uh, You know My lady partner Who was waking up I was like You won't believe Because she knows Nia Jax Because of the Music video cover I did mm-hmm. Which we'll have to We both lost Yeah So we'll have to do A, a joint Damn, you, one, Dream. Yeah. Damn uh, you But the I said to her Like this was amazing Nia Jax Ended the men's Royal Rumble And she was like You know Because she Misguidedly Is for women's equality oh, what a, oh, I know What an idiot I know Snowflake Generation <laughs> Millennial What a cultural <laughs> Marxist And she, she says Oh that's cool Like how did she do And I was like Well <laughs> Well like A bunch of the men Beat her up And threw her out And uh, <laughs> And she looked at me in horror. And I, I just like, you know, I was, I, I was in my wrestling bubble. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't realise how bad this was sounding. And she said, they did what? And I was like, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. No, it's okay. Because they beat... It's it's night I said these verbatim words. It's nice to see a woman get beaten up by guys when she
3: deserves it. I was going to say, that's basically almost word for word what Michael Cole and JBL were saying. Hey, she put herself in this position. Yeah. It's her fault she's getting beaten up. And like... I'm like <laughs> You know, obviously, we understand the context.
2: Yeah. It's a great traditional wrestling storyline where, where you, you see this all the time in independent promotions as well. I, I, and particularly in ACW and the Attitude Era, although to a more gratuitous extent. I thought this was very, very well done. But take that sentence out of context. You are victim-blaming <laughs> domestic violence. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's not the don't lead with this example to explain wrestling to mainstream fans,
3: yeah, I am. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I've I've only seen a handful of reviews for the match itself, but I haven't seen anyone take like a really negative viewpoint nah. on this yet. And I don't think that you can really take a negative viewpoint on this because it was done, as you said, I think this was done really, really well. She was the completely the right character to do this with as well yes. because she is. I mean, she's lost all the heat that she had from mm. hashtag facebreak. Like, she's completely cooled off because. I just don't think The company knew What to do With the Like the Face break heat They just made her go like And people like Oh that'll get her booed Yeah boot. it was weird How it dissipated so quickly She had one sh- She had Survivor Series And that was it mm. And then after that She's just coming out To cricket But I think that's because We said Tamina's there Just kind of Sucking up all the heat Or, or blowing the heat <laughs> so, it, so it cools
2: off And <laughs> blows away Yeah I just uh, it, 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 and, and Nia Jax Took out Becky in the Previously in the night. So it doesn't just work over a course of weeks and months of storytelling and character work. In that night, as just a pay per view as one piece of story, this evil person screwed our favourite person and nearly cost her the women's Royal Rumble match. Yep. And here she is in the men's. She took out Our Truth and she threw out one of our favourites and Ali. We all love Our Truth. This is great comeuppance booking. I, I completely agree with, you. Completely um, agree with and, you. And if anyone does take this as enough like a but you know subconsciously this is a very nefarious thing to to book in storylines no no i think that's you, you're taking offense far way too far
3: yeah i don't think the commentary was great
2: <laughs> no but that's i mean you could say that about the whole show that's not even an, uh, in context or you out really, of context thing. you really could say that about the whole show But how are we gonna make this commentary team more annoying and JBL and Jerry Lawler to Do it Jerry and L- Beth
3: Phoenix to the, the women's rumble. Jerry Lawler, who clearly has no idea who any of these people are. I think he'd rec- he probably recognized two names mm. in the whole rumble and one of those was Kurt Angle. Yeah. So and it, Jeff Jarrett the, the commentary was bad. <laughs> It was different I, 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 was, I was on Discord last night I actually watched this Pay-per-view live So I'm currently running On about three hours sleep mm. And a lot of tea and coffee You can
2: tell by the eyes Oh yeah? Yeah, oh, yeah it's a bad
3: show I think you could probably Tell as well Because I panic bought Some jeans when I went Into Primark And I bought a pair of jeans That are very, very skinny Yeah, and do you ne- want to Stand up and show <laughs> The SWAF nation? Uh, well, I suppose I can do But I've, I've never bought A pair of skinny jeans mm. In my life And they, they really hug I think they work I think they're working thanks for it. man I, they were a, a complete accident by it. i had no idea what i was doing but anyway so i so i was watching this live and um on the discords uh for the the rust talk discord i was there um throughout the night and i as soon as the set came on it's all i wanted to talk about because i was like for months and months and months for the, the time that you and i've been doing this show one of the consistent complaints that we have had is that the sets just look the same Apart from WrestleMania or when they go to Saudi Arabia, all the sets just feel very sterile. They're all the same. Nothing feels special. Nothing feels unique. And here we are at this Royal Rumble show. The fact they're coming out of the dugout, it just felt awesome. It felt hmm. so different. Like the crowd were behind them when they were making their yeah, entrances. Yeah, yeah. I, I could talk about that set for hours. I thought it was so cool.
2: Yeah, and it was. I guess they made the decision not to have the big screen to fill in more people. <clears throat> with their uh, their official attendance, I'm doing air quotes here, of 48,193.
3: Read very well, Bruce.
2: Yeah, and I've just it's written the see here.
3: Sure. It's yeah, it's it just
2: sounds like a real number. Uh the So what it's got to they were aiming for 40,000 and just a few days before the event, there were reports that it was
3: nowhere close to selling out. I was I was on Ticketmaster half an hour before this event started, and you could still buy. Thinking about going, <laughs> you could still buy thousands of tickets. Yeah, so I'm sure that number's legit.
2: But well, whatever the reason, they didn't have the big screen there, which meant you had the entrance off to the right, and you had to go round in an L shape. Yeah. Oh, it just it was just different. I mean, it wasn't like a crazy inspired set like Royal Rumble 2000 with all the New York street stuff yeah. and the taxi cab above the ring. But it was different and
3: i wish they did that more i really <coughs> really liked it i've seen some reports from people at chase fields uh who or chase field no plural who uh didn't have a great time at the show though because the lights were very very bright and shining right in yeah, their faces
2: i read that i also read though that the crowd were a lot louder in in the arena that makes than, sense. It, than it came
3: across on tv i wonder if I they were a pretty good crowd anyway i wonder if that's true of the aj bryan match though Maybe Maybe, <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Or this match
2: the, oh. Our opening contest So Drake Maverick On the pre-show Comes out of a His His Locker room And says Well I'm gonna book AO Like uh, Which one's injured Ak, Ak- a- 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 Akam's injured And the Revival Wants a title shot So I'm gonna put Scott Dawson And akam together Or Razor 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 yeah. And they're gonna face Chad and
3: Rude for the tag for, for a non-title match it was yes so the, the stipulation were or was rather is that if Dawson and AOP won then they would win their teams a title shot at some point But which is kind of useless for AOP because as you say Akam is injured and Drake basically says like Akim's injured we don't know when he's back so why are you going for a title shot then mm-hmm. Like why are you trying to campaign to get yourself a title shot to cash in when you don't know
2: it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of pointless. And the way the match went down, it was still pointless. Okay. Because <laughs> Gable
3: and Rude won anyway. Yeah. I did actually make a joke about this at the time, which maybe I'm going to cash in on now. So during our predictions, we all joked that they would add a Raw mm. tag team match to this. And we all said, on three, say who was going to win. We said one, two, three. You two said The Revival. I went Bobby Rude and Chad Gable. So I'm just saying that... <sighs> Technically a bit like the table thing that's another point that no that should really be it going wasn't to me. announced,
2: so just uh we went into Royal Rumble with you had you and Laurie had thirty three points yes,
3: I had thirty two yeah I have the shocker
2: at nXt takeover
3: and for the first three matches on this card, you had zero points <laughs> yeah, so I did not have a good night you then made a proper, amazing comeback at that that just came down to the Royal Rumble match itself, it was. I went on quite the roller coaster mm. during that Royal Rumble, watching it live.
2: We couldn't have booked this opening Wrestle League season
3: better. It's almost like you should all join in the fun uh-huh. on Patreon. What What are you waiting for? <laughs> as a desperate WWE commentator <laughs> might say about the network, it's like Netflix, Please. but
2: better. Please. <laughs> uh, so next up, we had Shinsuke Nakamura taking on
3: Rusev in what I thought was a pretty decent match. I did as well, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, I mean it's 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 a feud that hasn't like it had two weeks worth of storylines and then just and then nothing. It just they, neither of them featured on TV. Mm. And it almost felt like, okay, so we're not gonna do this match at the next pay-per-view. And then they said No 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 we are doing a match at the pay-per-view. Yeah,
2: it's a it's a feud that actually stretches back to October. Yes, Crown Jewel. And there's still but they have and there's been title changes. Like things have happened in this feud. There's Lana injury angles, Nakamura in a production truck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But overall, we've seen so hardly any of it on TV, at least definitely not consistently, and which we, is a
3: shame because they're, they're very good together. They are, and I think these two, for a pre-show match, these two were really, really mm. trying, and I thought they actually did some really good stuff in this. And it is funny that we joked on the prediction show, can you name who the champion is, and we sort of paused and went, yeah, it's Rusev. But at the start of this match, I did go, I can't remember, is it, is it Nakamura?
2: I make a joke about it in my full review but at the end of the match, I was like, "He retained." I mean, uh, no, no, Nakamura <laughs> is your new U.S. champion, of course. Uh, so the the story here, the the bug, my bugbear in the match was that they cut to Lana every four camera shots. Check off Lana. Yeah, so they're like, "Hey, Lana's over here." Wink. She might interfere in the finish. Wink. Don't forget. She, yeah, I get it. You only need to show me two shots. Mm. It was like, "Move, move, Lana. Move, mm. move, Lana." Uh, and Lana gets up on the ring apron because Nakamura's trying to expose the turnbuckle. Nakamura moves out the way. Rusev collides with Lana. She, she'd already taken
3: her heels off. Yeah, because she was going to throw them it's at right. Nakamura. Mm. She was on the apron shouting, ref, he's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, he, she's not wrong. Direct. Direct. And then, yeah, she got bumped off the apron. And then <laughs> Rusev gave her very explicit instructions to make sure she's fine. He just shouted, and I quote, Lana, get up. Lana, get up! <laughs> and, and Nax then, hits a V-trigger yeah. slash
2: Kinshasa, Kinshasa to, uh, the, to back. the back
3: of his head. And he won. And he won. he's the United States champion again. Two-time United States champion.
2: Yeah, uh, a fun match. Uh, really a feud that's done nothing. But I'm hoping, considering how the Royal Rumble went down, this opens up the US title picture to a Rusev, Nakamura,
3: Joe... Ali program. Yep, with Andrade in there, maybe Ooh, Rey Mysterio. That gets me going. Because that's the the one thing I would say about the the men's Royal Rumble, that really it, it really hammered home this company has an incredible roster. Oh my god. That when when it was
2: Smackdown and NXT. Yeah. Oh, and Rollins, and, and Drew. I mean, that, even Raw has a very good bunch of guys on. And w- when they're put in there with different
3: rosters, it, they feel fresh and, oh, and new. Man. There are so many times where I just saw like a matchup that oh, I haven't yeah. seen, and I was like, "Oh my god, I want more of this!" Dunn Dun and oh, Drew. Oh mate, no, I, and yeah, Drew I had a few of them. Uh, they also announced as well that halftime heat is coming back. Mm. We're reprising this old gimmick, but it's not being what s- is halftime heat. So halftime heat is a so rather than watch like the the halftime of the Super Bowl, you flick over to the USA Network. Or whatever uh, TV station that WWE is affiliated with and watch a WWF program so they did uh, rock and mankind Mm -hmm. in the empty arena match and then the year later they didn't really do anything it was a bit bit weird and then they haven't really sort of done it since and so they announced they're doing halftime heat here which is going to be a six-man tag between Black uh, Alistair Black Velveteen Dream and ricochet against Adam Cole and DIY (laughs) Yes, please, mate. It's going to be taped the <laughs> full sale, It's going to air live on, but it, it's, sadly, it's only on the WWE Network, which doesn't really feel like it's.
2: Yeah, to get new viewers
3: in, you maybe put it on a Facebook or. Well, it, I think it's being on Facebook as well. Oh, okay, but well, that's it, not too bad. But I, if I'm USA Network, I'd probably want to put it on there hmm. because you're trying to compete against the NFL. No, like isn't that the point? I don't know. Maybe the the Super Bowl is airing on USA Network. I don't really know. Maybe
2: WWE want those viewers rather than any network that they are mercenaries against sometimes. I
3: did did like how they essentially shot on Maroon 5 later on in the show, though. They were like, Maroon 5? That's for sissies. (laughs) You should watch wrestling. (laughs) This
2: love is taking me over. Songs for Jane. It's a good album. (laughs) Is it? It's full of hits.
3: It's full of that one hit. Yeah,
2: there's there's at least two more on there. Harder to breathe uh, is it? Genuinely a genuinely good song, but it's the only hard good song on of- Harder to, to breathe. breathe. So then we had Coachman say, "Hey, <laughs> sorry guys, John Cena." What like, it's what? What is it? It's it's uh, about forty minutes before the show's about to start. You've probably bought tickets or bought the pay per view or the network already. John Cena's
3: not going to be here. Totally caught us by surprise. Uh, But Braun Strowman's there. Credit to them. They did announce it before the pre-show started that Cena wasn't going to be in the Rumble. And they have essentially (sighs) been telling you all week... John Cena is unlikely going to be in the Royal Rumble With that said I'm, I'm going to take off my Bruce Pritchard hat now And say this was quite a shady little move To make people buy tickets to a show I think it's I think it's so
2: it, I feel like we've all got used to it Because WWE do this all the time Card subject and, to change Yeah, card subject to change But they, they've done it a few times recently They've with, done it twice on this show Yeah, so the Brock and Braun thing And the, the Alexa Bliss and Trish Stratus thing I, I think it's really, really cynical yeah. I think it's a really carny move And I I'm I, i I'm mad as hell And I'm not gonna Take it anymore I'm gonna call them out For it every time They do it I, I think it's really Really
3: nasty Yeah So the story is um, has, has been reported uh, And Melsa was the first one To, to really report this The Cena was never Planned to be in the Rumble They never had anything Set in stone for him Because they knew He wasn't going to be there But they announced him anyway Because it was a way To try and sell tickets In this very very big Arena that they were in
2: yeah, I think that's if we if any other promotion were to do that, everyone would take them to task like if impacted that mm-hmm. everyone would go crazy against them. Uh, if I mean, New Japan have accidentally done it because a lot of their Japanese wrestlers can't make the American shows because of the government shutdown and they weren't allowed to get visas in time. But and, and New Japan have faced some criticism for that.
3: Impact faced some criticism for Bound for <coughs> Glory when they teased that there was going to be a special appearance from someone from the New York area and everyone assumed it was Chris Jericho mm. and it turned out it was James Ellsworth. And they took Impact to task for it. it. was like, Impact never said it was going to be Chris yeah. Jericho. You fantasy booked that it was Jericho.
2: But whereas WWE, because they are such a carny, such a carny patronising way they treat their fans anyway, I feel like we've all... Just accepted that this is the way it is, but it, it's really not, really not cool, guys. No, it's not. After that, we got Buddy Murphy winning, uh well
3: retaining rather, against Galisto Hideo Atami and
2: Akira Tazawa in a fun
3: match, flip de do match. Yeah, big big, dives, big, uh, dives, dives are plenty. We're in this match.
2: My favourite dive was when Atami was standing on the second rope and he was lifting up the top rope, and uh, Tazawa dived through his legs onto Calisto who was in an electric chair position on Buddy Murphy.
3: Yeah, that was contrived. <laughs> and like my dives contrived. Yeah, absolutely. Uh you and I both had Hideo down here to mm. uh to win the Cruiserweight Championship and then he came out to the ring and my heart sank because I could hear your voice in the back of my head going like oh, he's not in WWE shape.
2: I thought that.
3: I didn't <laughs> I want a body shame, but I yeah, I he's... could hear you saying that in the back of my head. He's not in WWE shape. No. And I was like, not only is he not winning this match, he's going to take the pin.
2: Yeah, and he's probably leaving the company <laughs> in the next couple of months to AEW or New Japan, which he should, really. He's not doing anything of note here. Um Yeah, it was, it, it, this was a really fun match. It was just a bunch of spots, though. And in the rich tradition of 205 Live and Cruiserweight multi-man matches. I didn't think this was anywhere near as good as the bunch of five and six-man matches they had on the road to WrestleMania last year. Agreed. So, yeah, this was, this was a fun match, but five
3: minutes too short and didn't really tell a story in there, I thought. No, I completely agree. Um, it's my first time hearing Aiden English on 205 Live commentary. What do you make of it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I, I don't think he really brought anything. He's taken a lot of stick on Twitter, though. People say he sounds like Kermit, the frog. <laughs> I, I, Wait, can see, but, I can see, I can hear only, that. A bit. Only he doesn't sound like <laughs> Kermit the Frog because Kermit the Frog is more like this. He's more high pitched, whereas he's much lower. If anything, he sounds like Fozzy Bear. Mm. Well, I, I,
2: I can, I can hear, I can hear the tonal similarities, mm. but uh, I, it's just I, there's no point to him being there. Like what, he's a wrestler. Yeah, he's he's a he's a really good singer. And wrestler had a great act. How do you look at that and go? Let's move into two o five live commentary.
3: Well, they were looking at Percy. What a Like you really are stinking up this commentary desk, aren't you? Is Eden doing anything? Yeah.
2: So then we started the main
3: show, and oh, just before we get yes? just before we get to the main show, there was a. I, I said this on Twitter at the time, but they kept saying like Daniel Bryan is a bad guy because he cares about the planet, and that's not why he's a bad guy the reason he's a bad guy is the way he goes about his cause of why he cares about the planet, he's doing it in an obnoxious patronising way, that's why he's a heel, but they kept going like, going like oh god this guy just cares about the planet, he's an idiot and like what, what an awful person David Otunga kept calling him Captain Planet over here and I'm like, he was the good guy yeah. it's literally in the theme song he's a hero Stop calling him Captain Planet. Yeah,
2: well, that's—I mean—that's probably betrays the the larger morality of the company. Yeah, well, someone pointed out to me
3: on Twitter Captain Planet was a Ted Turner creation. That's probably oh, why they hate yeah. Captain Planet so much.
2: Uh, yeah, but the main card kicked off with Asuka versus Becky Lynch, where we got this awful thing that they do, which is that they—and—and and a lot of sports sports things do this. They will have CGI graphics broadcast live where it looks like... it's What do you call it? Augmented reality. Yeah. So it looks like there's this huge picture, huge 3D rendering that says the man hovering over the audience. And it looks like early noughties word art guffins that I can make on After Effects. Granted, I can't render it live and make it appear on a broadcast, That obviously takes some doing. But that doesn't stop it looking crap. Yeah. It is good. Like, I think it looks bad now. It's going to look terrible next year.
3: Yeah. You remember, like, all those CGI heavy movies in, like, 2001 where you look back at it now going, like, oh, dear Yeah. Those those have not dated well. But at the time, I'm like, at least this is,
2: like, you go back and you watch Alien 3 and that (laughs) Oscar-winning effect where he runs around a a bathroom, you're like, oh, yeah. At the time I believed that Yeah. And the Abyss Like oh I thought that was a real thing Jurassic Park as well Jurassic Park holds up though The the animatronic stuff does But some of the CG bits Some of the CG bits don't I think But this doesn't even look good in real time (laughs) I think it's it's so hokey And if that's what we're getting In expensive
3: pyro I was going to say Is pyro so much more expensive than doing this Exactly and Maybe it is. You know the difference? The live crowd can
2: see and hear the pyro. They, don't, they can't see this big CGI big dog when
3: Roman Reigns comes out. My favourite one of the nights, though, was when Ember Moon <sighs> came out for the Royal Rumble and there was just a massive moon that they had to fit they had to cut to to like they missed her entrance and the start of her like running into the rumble because they had to show this stupid moon graphic that they'd made anyway the anyway, match
2: itself was was great. really really
3: good i love this match it might be my match of the night Ooh. it was
2: really back and forth that's what i loved about it and it was really, like asuka was dominating i would say becky was would go for her and like explode into the barricade but then Asuka would just lock in a submission And it was just Asuka p- Playing a bit of Possum Always just getting the better of Becky Yeah, o- Almost like Asuka was
3: Luring Becky into a trap I th- Yeah I thought it was a, a very well structured match And then it just like at the end of it The, the, the final sequence of the match was essentially Just like I'm going to do my submission But if I can't do that I'm going to do Your submission instead and tap you out With your own move so you had Asuka Doing the, the disarmer you had Becky doing the the ask-a-log. I just thought it was a really like almost attitude era feel mm. to to doing that of like stealing each other's finishing moves and things like that. I thought this was I thought this was brilliant. The only negative, I suppose, I, you could say that it was like oh I don't know why you thought to do that was when they did the swinging neck breaker off the apron. Yeah, that looks rubbish. Well, yeah, I think that <clears throat> one of them was going clockwise, the other was going to counterclockwise. And the two didn't quite meet in the middle. And it just sort of like... They just essentially fell to the floor. And it looked really, really sore. Yeah. My, I, so
2: I really enjoyed the match. The finish was tremendous where yeah. Asuka has the Asuka lock in. And then she flips over to add a bridge to it. Which just made it look like it was going to cut... Like squeeze Becky's head off. Yeah. Um. But then my, my problem with the match is that Becky tapped. Yes. Yeah. Which I... You know, I get that you can't have a, you don't have to have Aska term heal and beat down Becky that way. I think that would be the most dramatically engaging thing to do, but if you're going to do this finish, have Becky pass out her yeah. tapping it just doesn't it doesn't no, no, like I, like gel with her character of always fighting yeah, and I, never I, giving I, up
3: i totally get what you i totally mm. get what you're coming from and I, and I and i do agree to a certain extent but as i've said like in the predictions and sort of in the run-ups to this you have Asuka needed to get a win yeah she needs to get a big win here to kind of kick off this title reign because she won the title through nefarious means of someone else interfering from a different feud and she essentially won the title because this other person took out the other two so you needed to have Asuka get a win the Problem was you booked yourselves into a corner by putting that with Becky Lynch Who's the most popular person in the company don't really want to tap her out clean But you sort of have to because you need to make Asker look strong and it, it It's the classic example of like yeah on oh, didn't really have a good finish for this, but we've got to do one of them
2: Well, yeah, I, I, I fully agree with all that like Asker needed to win Asuka needed to win decisively uh, but, but yeah, you can protect Becky in that by not having her. I think they tap.
3: Pr- protected her by having her like Asuka had to go to this like ooper duper evolved mm. submission move that she had to pull out of her bag of tricks because she couldn't get her to tap out any other way. I, I disagree, but I think it was a very very good match.
2: Then yes. we got Miz Man versus the Bar I and mean, Shane McMahon right out the gate. So uh, <laughs> Shane, Shane and Miz go over to Miz's dad at ringside. The story here has been. That Ms and Shane's dads have never really fully accepted them or been proud of them in wrestling. And that they when they come out here, Miz's dad is there and they go over and hug him. Like, but he's what what is the story here? Yeah. Because your dad's been pretty supportive right there. Yeah. It it's it's a storyline that doesn't particularly I feel like work. they've dropped the motivation as soon as they were together. Like yeah. now's the new story time. Yeah. What? You haven't wrapped up the old one. Uh, But this was was a fun match But it was underpinned by a story I think was completely backwards Which is Miz getting worked over And Shane McMahon being the one to save him He's
3: the best in the world (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> he out-wrestled AJ Styles I know, He yeah. went toe-to-toe with The Undertaker Inside Hell in a Cell He is one of the greatest wrestlers He's up there with John Cena We're one of the greatest of all time He can't be the one that's he getting worked up over in Saudi Arabia. He's the star of this team He can't be the one that's getting worked over
2: Look, Shane's character Has always been He never gives up He's got a lot of heart He's a madman But ultimately he loses And he is an untrained wrestler I don't know what happened Did they think he went off Batman style And trained with ninjas while he was away (laughs) Because Because he's come back Where he's this MMA expert He's, If anything he's older And more untrained He looks like a tank (laughs) Not in a good way Sweating everywhere And he's really like Overcoming people who have been doing this Full time professionally For 15 years nice shooting star press though that was i like well, well, all that said he that, that was a nice shooting star press nice a shooting, shooting Shane
3: yeah nice shooting Shane press i also
2: liked when he did the coast to coast and cesaro caught him in the swing Yeah. That, i thought that was a very good spot. very good spot but i i enjoyed the match i'm just I d- i'm i'm annoyed that <laughs> wwe think this is shane's character when it never has been and then they celebrate with Miz's dad I afterwards. I thought that was sweet. It was sweet. It cute. was, it was sweet. Cute. But I'm just like... They gave, they gave his dad one of the titles. It was so nice. Miz main evented <laughs> WrestleMania Would as the she... WWE champion. Would you
3: be proud of that WrestleMania main event? It, it is um, it is in like top five worst Mania main events of all time. Okay, whatever.
2: Uh, but yes, as you've written there, while they're celebrating, I wasn't paying attention to Ms dad. I was paying attention to the SWAFT sign that was in the crowd. Big SWAFT sign, mate. Thank you. Thank you whoever got that in. uh,
3: Yeah, I I think they got in touch with me via Twitter. They probably got in touch with you as well, but you don't check, so it's not not much use to you. But uh, keep going. I'll, I'll see if I can find who it was.
2: Well, I was on Reddit and someone had posted that up and everyone was going, huh. Look at this person. Now they haven't got Enzo Amore here to spell it for them. They make uh, they spell it wrong. Yeah. And then quite a few people were like, "No, support wrestle talk. It's a
3: private joke." Brian Alvarez uh, made the exact same mistake, and he saw he saw a swat sign in the crowd, and he was like, "Enzo literally spells out for you every what, week." What for Royal Rumble? No, for Royal Rumble. Oh, no, but, but previously, when, when yeah, 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 when Enzo and Cass were like still <laughs> yeah. in the company, um, it could very well be Juan um, at uh, Athipakis. Apothecous, um, who sent a, a message or a, a picture on Twitter with him holding up the SWAF sign. It might be the same one.
2: That looks like he's in the right position. Or no, that's a back street. Yeah, no,
3: that's uh, way outside the ring. Yeah, thank but you. It, but it was a big sign, so it could. Yeah, he might have held that up from the parking lot and still be seen.
2: I feel like more people are going to look at that giant head that someone was holding up. Yeah, that was a good head. I if someone that. can make that of my head, I made that head. joke
3: on Twitter. Actually, it's oh, like, yeah. hey, look at that giant head. What? <laughs>
2: Right, Claims so hilarious. after that we got Ronda Rousey taking on Sasha Banks It was very much the women's first half Which I think was kind of good That you, I don't know why I just felt it was a nice way to separate the Rumble matches from each other And then have all the stories for the women's stuff go into that part And then all the stories for the men's part to go into this part
3: That, that is a, a, a nice way to, to put it I think if I was laying out this show, I would have put the uh, women's rumble on last. Oh, do you think? For Becky's win? Yes. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah that's a good point, actually. I don't, I don't think the crowd were ever as hot. No, no for, no. for anything other than Becky's win. I think that was the loudest they were all night. Spoiler. Sorry.
2: We haven't got on to that bit yet. But Rhonda Rousey versus Sasha Banks, I really, really enjoyed. As much as I enjoyed Asker Becky, there's a little bit of. And I, you know, it's hard to for me to rank all these, there's a little bit of me that enjoyed this match more. Yeah? I just thought it was a bit more slapdash and, and violent.
3: I Yeah, I... I- I, I think I need to go back and rewatch this, because I thought this was good. Mm. I thought this was... It, it wasn't Ronda's best match. It certainly wasn't Sasha's best match. I thought that Ronda's match with Charlotte Flair at Survivor Series was, was way better than this. I also thought that the Asuka-Becky match was way better than, than this as well. But I, I, I've seen some very mixed responses to this. I've seen people like yourself who were like, it was great. I've seen some people who have agreed with me and said like, yeah, it was, it was good. And I've seen some people go like, it was awful. It was really sloppy. It was really slapdash. It was really, really bad. So I, I kind of, sort of sit in the. It was good. I want to, g- I want to give it another watch because I've like I've seen some other people really, really rave about it. So I want to go back and rewatch. Mm. It. Maybe I wasn't in the right uh, frame of mind. But unfortunately, but because this is the internet in 2019, if you say something is good, that means you do not think it was great. Yeah. And therefore, you <laughs> think it was bad.
2: The uh, I, I think it's worth rewatching with the Brock Finn match in mind oh, as that well.
3: Brock Finn match was.
2: Rad. Because it's kind of the same thing you've, you both, both matches have these UFC, Former UFC stars Who are seemingly undefeatable Champions and you've got these Challengers that were thrown together in the last couple Of weeks who you don't think Are going to win but both For me both Brock and Ronda Really made you buy into the idea That these people could win And for me again it's Ronda's selling Oh yeah. Sasha took A lot of the match and most of it was Ronda in these various arm bars to bank statement transitions, and there are a few bits that I never thought she was going to win. Just like I never thought Finn was going to win, but I was definitely invested in the
3: drama of the match. You know, there was a point when I thought Finn might, and no. I think that I think that might be the difference here. I don't. Th- I've since this has been kicked off and because of the year, the 2018 that she's had I've never bought Banks in this position mm. in, in terms of this feud like you go back two years ago absolutely, you'd say like Sasha Banks of course she's going for the Raw Women's Championship but this version of Sasha Banks, I'm like it just feels like filler, this really does feel like it's a filler match as we're, we're getting in towards WrestleMania and we're going into the much bigger match of her versus Becky or Charlotte so I, I, maybe that's why I'm, I wasn't as into this as some others were
2: yeah, well I, I totally agree with that as well because neither Finn nor Sasha have been built up to the extent they should have been for these opportunities. Yeah. Opportunity, freaking hell, that yeah. is everywhere. <laughs> the WrestleMania 35 video package has opportunity in big word like in a big
3: font across the screen. That's it because you're not fighting for like championships. We've given you the opportunity to perform on such a big stage. Oh. Count your lucky stars you work for this company.
2: Like if if i'm buying these things i'm like oh what what makes me more excited from a sales perspective opportunity or title shot <laughs>
3: <laughs> title shots no man opportunity because we hand things to you um i like yeah there was a point during this though that i liked when do you know what my issue i've got with Ronda's armbar is she just ta- like she writes yum, the and then she's like now it's time for me to do the move and it just gives the opponent who's going the armbar ample time to be like, no, I'm getting out of this thing. Yeah, yeah. And it always, looks, it always looks a bit goofy. But I did like when Banks does a tope, Ronda catches her and just screams in her face, wrong move. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was good. And like there's this arm bar on the outside where Banks was tapping on the outside. That, with Banks tapping on the outside, that I suppose was the one part where I was like, oh, they're not going to have Banks tap twice. Mm. Maybe Banks might win here.
2: Well, they didn't. Uh, they, that was a really good wrinkled to make you yeah. invest in Banks potentially winning. But uh yeah, it was Banks she got it was just a piper's pip from Ronda, which isn't the best looking finisher. No, I a bit, think it's a bit flat. It almost feels like a setup move. But uh yeah, that was that was a three count and Ronda sort of opened the ropes for Banks afterwards and Banks got out. And I'm thinking even though Ronda's being respectful here in her head This definitely comes off as patronising to Sasha Which is what Sasha's problem was to Rousey In the whole build to the match And then Sasha thinks about it Comes back, shakes Ronda's
3: hand and then does the four? Yeah, does the four horsemen and walks off. Or horsewomen, rather. Um, I've also got to give a shout out to Sasha as well for doing uh, bringing back the uh, takeover Brooklyn attitude of like mm. if I've got you in the bank statement, I'm also going to kick your hands. Or, yeah, or just trying to kick you in the face as as while I'm doing this move. Which I really like.
2: Yeah, I just thought Sasha overall was a lot more. She, she was, it was a felt
3: lo- like the Sasha of
2: old. Yeah, like a more fierce Sasha and Ronda was on a pay-per-view game like just just as a presence yep. i know she's still pretty sloppy but there was when she like stood up and one arm was kind of hanging off after being worked over and she's <sighs> breathing just before she pounces i,
3: I love that kind of ronda ronda's selling is great Corey Graves was proper making fun of sasha banks as well like when sasha was walking up the the entrance ramp she looked all dejected herself Graves was like oh what are you gonna do cry he's not very boss like of you is it uh,
2: then we got the Women's Royal Rumble match capping off this women's half to the Royal Rumble. And it started off with Lacey Evans making her in-ring debut at number one. Yeah,
3: if I was to sum up
2: this match, uh-huh.
3: I would say, first half, very, very bad. Yeah. Second half, very, very good. Because that's where the stars came. <laughs> for the first half of this, oh dear. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like every new person that came in was like determined to mess something up. Yeah, so let's let skip through them. It was it was Lacey
2: Evans with Natalia, and then Mandy Rose came out.
3: We, on Lacey, this is her debut in mm. the company her main roster debut. This is the first time she's been in ring. So I missed that week of Raw. Yeah. So she, she didn't have a match then. So this is her in ring debut. She's come out number one. She's cutting this promo to try and get her character across. I think she's really emphasising her southern drawl. And then the first thing she does with Natalia is fall down and then tried to do a kip-up and fall down again. (laughs) And I was like, bad start for Lacey. Yeah, and it's not like yeah, Mandy
2: Rose, Liv Morgan. It was almost like they were saying, Natalia, let's see how good you are. (laughs) Can you save
3: this? (laughs) We're going to give you the Iron Woman role in this match, but to get that, you must make these other women look Mm. good uh then
2: we have mickey james then ember moon billy Kay had a good spot where she came down and she was she was like really pumped and then she was whoa whoa whoa, i'm gonna wait for peyton
3: yeah (laughs) but it was weird because she kept saying like i'm waiting for peyton she walked around to the commentators because i love billy Kay doing big exaggerated points to her head not getting in that ring i'm gonna wait for peyton Mm. screaming at the top of her lungs i thought she was so so good but then in the end of it, she got in the ring before Peyton came out and Peyton literally came out ten seconds later.
2: Well, it's because Nikki Cross comes down next and she poses next to Billy Kay and then pushes Billy Kay over and then gets in, runs wild. I think rage overcame her. So she got in the ring
3: Or she was like an NPC Where if you, yeah. you activate the NPC Then their, their actions take over And they have Attention to get into the ring too. Yeah. But
2: Nikki had a really good showing here Yeah, uh, she, so over already Yeah, Nikki. yeah, that's, that's promising And then, yeah, Peyton Royce comes out And the Iconics just keep saving each other in various spots I've <laughs> And Tamina comes out Business just picked up
3: <laughs> Mate, I, did you pick up on Tamina's new nickname? No They, shout, they shouted this on her new nickname the saltress of Savagery Christ. That is bad. <laughs> because best you is see best for business. Because you see, she's from Samoa.
2: Therefore mm. she is a savage. Mm. I, I but you know, say what you will about Tamina. When she got in the ring and she stared down with cross, the crowd were like, Oh She's more for
3: cross than anything else though. But
2: sometimes you just need someone to, to be there. I'd like We think that she's this heat vacuum Or this heat cooler She's a heat freezer <laughs> But sometimes she isn't She's like It just mildly yeah. Mildly affects it So yeah, I don't that know was, about,
3: yeah. uh, Zai, Zai Li came out next Nobody yep. knew who she was Yeah she's from the Mei Young Classic She's the first Chinese woman To ever work in a WWE ring hmm.
2: Oh Chinese woman Yeah I guess yeah. that would be right I can't think of anyone else Yeah
3: <laughs> Good kicks Then uh, My notes said Good kicks Then Oh dear. She does some stuff with Tamina.
2: It was not good. <laughs> Sarah Logan comes out and the moon nearly gets eliminated but has this great spot where she holds on to the bottom rope
3: with her feet. And how did Sarah Logan try to combat this? She was lifting her feet up. Yeah. I was like, no Sarah, you want to push down on them if you want to get her out the ring. Yeah, there's bad tactics sometimes. <laughs> like in the very men's- bad tactics.
2: In the men's match. Elias did an old-school rope walk. Yeah. No good for a Royal Rumble match. No, that is a terrible idea. Uh, then we got Charlotte come out. Yeah, so I like how everyone dog-piled onto Flair. I thought mm. that was really, really nice. Uh, Lacey Evans eliminates both Iconics during this bit. Kyrie Sane. I then- thought the, um, the,
3: the staging of eliminations was was quite sloppy in places mm. because it almost feels like you just do elimination and then you... It, it, eliminations happened when new people were coming in So you never The cameras never knew where to focus on Because it's like Well we've got to show the people making their entrance But if we do that We also then miss an elimination There were times Because I've written the Iconics are out Question mark Yeah Because it, it wasn't shown It was uh, To me that looked like uh, They they
2: were meant to do it just before the timing But they were a bit slow Yeah So they thought Oh god that person's coming out Quick I'll throw you out yeah. So a bit a bit of sloppiness there Um yeah, Kyrie Sane got a nice pop. We had a Sane Charlotte chop battle. with Charlotte just completely no-selling <coughs> Kyrie Sane's chops. That was pretty cool. I didn't I it was, mind I that. thought it
3: was great. I thought it was really, really awesome.
2: Um then Maria Canellis who did not ask for her release. <laughs> <laughs> Look she's in this match There was a Charlotte and Lacey Evans Stare down here, <laughs> And they played it up like it
3: was a big deal I just, thought, I couldn't care less about it. It was that Spider-Man meme where yeah. both the Spider-Men are pointing at each other They looked exactly the same Very and blonde. It, it was There was some timing that had gone wrong here Either they started doing this stare down Too early or Maria was too late Getting into the ring because the whole point was They would have this stare down and then Maria would get between them And go like no 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 you focus mm. on me I'm a part of this but for whatever reason, Charlotte and Lacey were just staring at each other and just they just had to say things. Maybe and they were was, falling in love. They had to just stand there for a long time. Hmm. And then we got Naomi,
2: who, you know, she this was like the first proper story feud yeah. thing. She went straight for Mandy Rose and eliminated her. But then, for what I thought was the most incredible near elimination spot, Mandy goes to powerbomb Rose. Sorry, Mandy goes to power bomb Naomi off of the barret off the apron. Jeez, I'm not going to describe this very well. But Naomi <laughs> gets on, onto the barricade, runs the top of the barricade, oh, and does cr- this. She nearly slips at one point. Yeah, I, I, I think she did that intentionally. I reckon. Yeah. yeah oh yeah.
3: mate, it worked because I literally went.
2: <gasps> yeah, it's to make you buy into it. Bro. Oh mate, and very then, good. And then she does this huge oh. jump from the barricade <laughs> to the steel
3: steps. I looked that jump. and was like no way
2: I thought that geez, someone's going to catch her right in yeah. midair
3: yeah no. I thought it was like do you remember when Kofi was going to do this when he was <laughs> on the announcers table and he was going to like leap back and he essentially was like I can't make this jump so he got JBL's chair to do the pogo stick thing I thought that's another thing I was like she can't make that jump yeah, there's yeah. no way and she did it and she did it like effortless, effortlessly hmm and seamlessly. I thought it was really, really impressive. But like a true heel, Rose, took her out anyway oh, after oh. that tremendous effort. Do you think we're doing too many of these Kofi spots? There were a lot of them. Yeah, Um. there were but four I, in the show.
2: Yeah, but I didn't mind them because they're all kind of different. And if anything, I would have preferred if Kofi didn't, I'd just save them all for
3: the women's. Because all the women's stuff, I was really impressed by. The Kofi stuff, I was a bit like, "Eh." I almost feel like it's time for Kofi to hang up that. Mm. And just, like, one year, just don't do anything and just get eliminated. Give it
2: to Ricochet, who will just hover a foot above the air.
3: (laughs) Wherever he goes, big old glitch that he is. Yeah, uh, so Lacey yeah. Evans was finally added at this point, by oh, the well, way. She lasted like half an hour in this match.
2: Then we got Candice LeRae, who was, you know, that was a, a nice little spot yeah. for her to come out. Loads of NXT little bits, not call-ups, of course. more I'm kind of got a theory on one of them. That's like, immediately crapped on when I told him. Then we get uh, quite comfortably The worst part of the match for me Alicia Fox has a stare down With Maria Kanellis
3: What are you talking about? She is a pioneer of women's wrestling I heard one podcast say She is a fantastic wrestler That is a direct quote Which podcast was that? I'm not going to name the podcast Because I actually really like the podcast It is not a viewpoint I agree on
2: Um, She has a really good Northern Lights (laughs) suit That's where it ends though Yeah and uh, she's
3: committed to her character.
2: Yeah, uh, so Alicia Fox and Canelis kind of team up for a bit, but Divas. then they were yeah, the Divas reunited. Maria gets Fox's hat, which is stupid. Corey Graves had a good line about Alicia being a uh, what, What's the, the freaking game the kids play? What's the kids? Th- oh, what? I don't fidget spinner. I don't know. No, no, the, the game the kids play. Come on, <laughs> what is it? Pokemon. No, 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 um, no. Where they all they all fight on an island. <laughs>
0: It's battle- like a battle royale Fortnite? Thing. Fortnite. Oh, he said he's a I'm foot- so good
2: at this I'm so in touch she's a Fortnite skin that's come to life I thought that was funny because <laughs> I'm so well versed in what that game is <laughs> and Maria stamps on that hat and Alicia Fox looks at that and throws a tantrum
3: crowd was so dead oh, for this. It was awkward. it was so so awkward because I think they thought this would be like a big pop moment mm. because I, I guess they think the hat is over it's not it's not
2: uh that, yeah, Chris Jericho's Scarf it is not. Yeah. Casey, Francesca this is not. Kat Zanaro comes out next. Has she ever been on NXT TV? She might
3: have been, yes. Um I it might have been before we started doing the weekly reviews sure. So uh, she very well may have been. She was part of the May Young Classic, I can tell you that much.
2: I I get this because they they love her on WWE.com. They're always talking about how good she is. She's an American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, yeah. So I. Was she the first woman to beat it? I can't remember. I don't know. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if she is immediately called up. Oh yeah. Like no, skipping NXT entirely in a kind of reverse Braun Strowman way, where it's not because he's so she's so big, it's because she's so tiny. Yeah. She is so tiny. We looked online. She's under five foot. Yeah. She. She's a different because, like all the other women there, she even looks smaller than them when they're they're because they're short, but they've got a much more muscle mass, I guess. Sorry, right, because Lena Vega will be in next. But like, she was, she looked so much tinier compared to Vega. I thought, mm-hmm.
3: um, yeah. So she is very, very small, but she's very, very athletic. Yeah, they're already like calling her on commentary. They're calling her the Mighty Casey, um, which is, I'm proud to say, a sports reference. I understand. What it's an it? American sports reference. It's a poem, I believe, about a baseball game and about a, uh, a batterer at the field called the Mighty Casey. Right. Uh, and the only reason I know that is because there's a season one episode of the Twilight Zone uh, which is uh, sort of does a, a of version course. of that poem.
2: So we'll just speed through uh, the next few bits. Vega comes down. You had the Gargano I can't Almas skip
3: over. Was Vega coming out yeah. dressed like Vega from Street Fighter? That was also a reference. I understood. I felt like Captain America. Two bits in a row. I understood that reference. And they
2: had a Vega Candice stare down, which was great. Yep. Then the Riot Squad came out. Liv and uh, Sarah had already been eliminated, but they were dragging people out. Uh, This is where Zelina hides under the ring. Dana Brooke comes out. Sane is flipped out brutally. Yeah. But then Io Shirai comes out. Io Shirai. Io Shirai. Ian Shirai. (coughs) She hits a moonsault on all of the riot squad. Rhea Ripley looking enormous. She's
3: She's so tall. She's great. Uh, You say that like Casey's going to get an immediate call up. I looked at Rhea Ripley and I was like, she's getting a call up very very soon. She's UK. Yeah, but she's going to stay down. But she's also very
2: tall. Uh, Casey's thrown out by Rhea Ripley But her feet don't touch the ground And she does a very impressive handstand walk To the ring post Wraps her legs round the ring post And crunches
3: up Yeah, I It th- was like
2: it was an American Ninja Warrior course I
3: thought that was better than uh, That was my favourite of the mm. four near eliminations
2: uh, Then we get Sonya Deville uh, Zelina Zelina Vega is underneath the ring Hiding from everyone She laughs at Dana Brooke being eliminated <laughs>
3: Terrible at hiding is Alina Vega. Yeah. yeah. If you're hiding, don't keep poking your head out.
2: Yeah, and she looks to the left, and there's Hornswoggle also under the ring.
3: I belly laughed when Hornswoggle came out. Belly laughed. What a. Like, WWE are so terrible at continuity and remembering storylines, and that's the storyline they remember <laughs> that Hornswoggle lives under the ring with all of the other little people in Little People's Court. Yeah. It was
2: genius. It was, it was. It was weird. I don't know what his thing was. Was he attracted to Zelina Vega? Well, he's a horny goblin. He's, yeah, He's yeah. learning from Otis Tozovic. He's a horny swoggle.
3: And, yeah, he chases her around, which leads to Vega getting eliminated. My favourite thing about this is that Hornswoggle and Vega were about the same height. Mm. Like, literally, you could see them yeah, standing next much to much each difference. other. There really was not a lot of difference between them. With that with that top hat, that yeah. green top hat. Then Alexa,
2: Alexa Bliss Who? came out. Alexa Bliss. <laughs> That's what Buddy Murphy says. <laughs>
3: Uh, to, to, to a huge reaction, which yeah. I was very happy. I with. was so yeah. thrilled to see Alexa Bliss back in the ring. I felt like you and I were a little bit sort of down on Bliss because we were like, I'm really, I could do without her being in the title picture for a change. I think she needs to sort of step away from the title picture for a bit and not be the focus of the division. But I think with all the stories that she may have to retire really early because of her series of concussions, I, just seeing her being able to get back into the wrestling ring, I thought was it was a really really lovely moment. Yeah, uh, we
2: have Bailey at number twenty-seven, and then. Then Lana comes out at number 28, but she is hobbling on account of the pre-show injury angle. Moving at a glacial speed yeah. to get down to the ring because
3: she is hobbling.
2: Uh, then Nia Jax comes out, who gets it like she charges over Lana. And then she Casey takes this awesome bump off of Nia Jax's boot because Nia Jax does not move in this big boot. <laughs> and Casey just goes flying.
3: Yeah. She's brilliant. I think actually everyone did a really good job of selling... Uh, Nia's offence mm, here Because mm. um, Io did the same thing She sort of like Almost leapt into the boot So that she could be booted Even further away yeah. from it uh, Now at this point I was
2: waiting for number 30 To be Becky Lynch I completely forgot It was always Carmella Yeah and well, then... She won Mixed Match Challenge I know just... I know And Carmella came out And I was like Oh I forgot They're not going to have Becky in I was ingeniously worked Because when I realised That it was Lana Who was going to be made way for, for Becky to come down. I was overjoyed that they they did the right thing in an unpredictable way. Yeah,
3: I agree. Mm. I do wonder, though, if people are going to look at this, a WWE way of looking at this is that, um, gosh, she's just such a millennial. She lost her championship match, and then she felt like she was entitled to be in the Royal Rumble as well. I'm sure that's what Ronda Rousey's rambling promo will be about eventually.
2: Right. Washing her hair with her feet or whatever it is. <laughs> and then you it comes down to this really good final four or, or three really of Charlotte Lynch and Jax. And that's like it was definitely star power back ended.
3: Yeah. Really, really was. Uh, I, I thought this was a really, really fun sort of finale to this as well because you then had Becky and Charlotte eliminate Nia, and you're like, oh, no, nah, Nia's eliminate. We're down to the two people that we really wanted this to be down to. It's down to Flair, uh, Flair and Lynch, and then Nia wipes out Becky Lynch, and you're like, can Becky even get back mm. into this match? So I thought Charlotte's selling of this was great because she almost had this maniacal look on her face which was like, I'm going to win. Yeah, I've yeah. got this now. She so was like a shark that smells blood in the water. It was like, even if you get back into this ring, I'm going to end you, mm. and I'm going to WrestleMania. I thought that Charlotte, particularly... My uh, my cousin messaged me to say, um, Charlotte is definitely a heel now. Look at her makeup. If you ever want tips from uh, women wearing makeup to define whether they're a face or a heel, do let me know. Oh, wow. Well, she she seems to be... She claims to be the expert on that.
2: Why well, look at Ronda Rousey? And I'm like, that? that's a heel face. No, but it's cool, though. It's
3: not cool. I think it looks <laughs> well, <no>. so stupid. <laughs> well, I think it looks stupid as well. Uh,
2: the, but, yeah, as soon as Becky gets in, Charlotte... Like, works over the knee, but Becky eventually eliminates Charlotte. Right result. It's really nice that they were the final two because yeah. they have been, like, love Charlotte or not, those two have been the reason that Becky has caught a light and that the whole, like, WWE taking women's wrestling actually seriously as opposed to as a PR exercise, yeah, which I felt agree. like it was in the
3: first half of 2018. Yeah, and Becky's winning. The crowd go ballistic. Mm. I, I said on Twitter, it was WrestleMania 30 levels of the whole crowd wanting to see a result, getting that result, and just being just so jubilant, everyone on their feet being so happy to see the person they wanted to win Win the big one. Yeah, yeah. I really wish it had closed the show.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're Cause right.
3: Because I, I get like the Nia Jax thing, you needed to do this match here so you could set up the Nia thing later on. But like, did you. Oh, need- yeah, overall, one's but, more important. I was going to yeah. say, did you need to do the Nia spot? Like, I think this would have been a much better end to the show.
2: That was the title of our episode, Luke. Of course they needed
3: to do it. I guess so. Uh,
2: unfortunately, not as jubilant was the reaction to Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, oh. who on paper did the right thing, yep. I think. You had this big chaotic Women's Royal Rumble, loads of excitement. So, you bring it down, you have a body part focus match, good psychology, Brian works over AJ's arm, AJ works over Brian's leg, it goes like 20 minutes, it just never connected.
3: Crowd were just like Mm. deathly silent. It felt like no one was there. It was really, really sad. I'd also say if I was also scheduling out this uh, event, I'd have probably put the Brock Finn match on because at least that was like because you had like this hour twenty minute Rumble match where it was a really long Rumble match, so the crowd were exhausted like they and like they'd just seen Becky win as well, so everyone was on their feet, everyone was jubilant. What you then needed was that Brock Finn match where the first it was a ten minute match of, like, just big move, big move, big move, big move. And the crowd were really into that one. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this one, as you say, was more focused, psychological. It was working over a body part doing this. And I don't think that's what the crowd needed at that point, and it, which was proven because no one was reacting to mm. anything that they were doing, which was a real shame. And I think even even if
2: that's taken out of it, it was still... The least best of all their matches so far. Yeah, I'd say this was actually very disappointing. Yeah, oh, this was the most anticipated match on the card. And really, it was just 20 minutes of, you know, really, really good, good stuff. Good stuff, yeah. Uh, but that didn't really emotionally connect. With a, and, terrible and
3: a terrible finish as well.
2: A strange angle. Yeah, so that we won't talk about the match because there's not really much to talk about apart from it's a pretty standard, good AJ Styles Daniel Bryan match Yeah they it, were just
3: unfortunately in the yeah. uh, Baszler Bel Air spots mm. But the
2: So Eric Rowan walks down At near the end of this match Eric
3: Rowan as well not Rowan Yeah, He's got his first name back again uh, And he's dressed Like Daniel Bryan's dressed It's a new style icon mm. for me I've literally gone out and bought more flannel. Literally nice. today I bought more flannel because I wanted to be more like Daniel Bryan.
2: And as he's walking down, I'm already, like, being swamped by... Because so- you can tell what's going to happen as soon as you see the guy. He's going to be part of Daniel Bryan's eco-warrior faction, like a straight-edge society idea. Straight veg society. Oh, that's brilliant. Damn, that's good. I, uh... It was... This This was... I don't... I like the concept of that. I, I think that's got so much potential. And it's nice how Brian is now this cult leader figure for a former Wyatt family member, considering how Brian was once brainwashed by the Wyatt family. Yeah. There's a lot of context that's nice there that they're not going to use. But it's just, what? why not use Luke Harper, who's way more talented and way more over? What does this mean for the Bludgeon Brothers? Well, they're... Like that's over That's, over. Yeah, that's, that's totally just like over. a really unceremonious ending to them Especially if Luke Harper Is kind of ready to come back as well now yeah. like what, what the hell's going on there It's not like their act was Bad or called off Well unless Harper is another member of the straight veg society But then it just makes them look so hokey As this, this
3: double act who are just well, Bounce from cult to cult But perhaps Maybe I'm fantasy booking here Armchair booking is that Harper joins as well, and that leads to the return of Bray Wyatt, who is then trying to call back his mm. his lambs back into his fold, and you almost have a war of the cult leaders to win back. Yeah, that's pretty good, and that's then over the WWE Championship. It's potentially a few to go into WrestleMania. Mm. I, I like it, but th- all these things, and the last thing is
2: that so, but the finish of the match is Brian accidentally hits the referee
3: ref bump. AJ Styles. Oh, wicked little ref bump as well. Like, he yeah, probably yeah. booted him in the face. Like, he went, he did an integury right into the ref's face. It was actually a genuine ref bump. Uh, Styles
2: clash on Brian. AJ has it won, but Rowan gets in, delivers such a crappy choke slam. It's, it's not a choke slam, though, because he grabs him by the face. It's like an iron claw slam. Oh, uh, it was rubbish. <laughs> I didn't like it. And then for AJ to lie there for a while while Brian made the cover. And the referee to count.
3: I thought it made. I thought it made AJ look pretty damn stupid. Hey man, it's just good to see Eric Rowan getting that main event push that he got back in 2013 or something. You remember they had that stairs match with the Big Show? Oh, I thought
2: you were going to say his WrestleMania match with the Rock. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, no, I was talking about his legitimate <coughs> one, like when he was in the Survivor Series main event mm. uh, with him and Cena and Ziggler.
2: I have no idea why they're doing all this. Harper is so good. <laughs> Harper is so good But Rowan is getting the opportunities And I, He's taller I appreciate the ironic love of Rowan I like all the big red stuff But not when it comes out in practice, guys uh, Yeah, this was a match that never really caught a light no. And the closing angle
3: could have been good But it lacks star power I don't think anyone cares about Eric Rowan I also think that angle coming 20 minutes into the match as well like that finish 20 minutes into the match was not what the fans needed to see at this point
2: but we did get a cracking Brock Lesnar Finn Balor match
3: was 10 minutes and it was brilliant yeah it was so so great classic Lesnar match where he
2: does a lot of moves it's just based around a few big moves that are done over and over
3: again but crucially he is selling here his selling oh. was absolutely awesome because he, he destroyed the announcer's table and he, he took the, the, the padding off of it or whatever and then he goes to charge into it but Finn gets out of the way and he charges right into like the spiked edge point of the table mm. right into like where he had that like life-threatening injury. I can't remember what it was. Uh, the thing was it's g- the, the bit that you could be like this. That's the one. Yeah. D- uh, diverticulitis. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. That's what I said. Yeah, and so, and it was in that... And that meant that Brock then couldn't do half of his arsenal because he'd try and do a suplex, and he would hit a suplex, but it would hurt him at the same time. Mm. And all it took was him to try and do an F5, and Finn got that slight little breathing room. And Finn was like, I've got to capitalize. You could, Finn's selling of this, I, I just thought everyone's selling was so good because Finn essentially, you could see it in his eyes, he was said, this is my one shot. Yeah, I've got one chance to take advantage here and if I don't get it now I'm not winning this match and he's just going hell for leather with this and then he hits the coup de grace there's a big time coup de grace that he proper stick the landing and Brock's selling of that was like this is my la- this is my last chance to win this match I've got to lock in something now and he just grabs a Kimura and his selling of that was like have I got it have I, have I got this move in and Finn taps out I just I thought it was brilliant
2: yeah it was a really fun Big hitting match, and that finish was superb. Yeah, because that coup de gras is all in. <laughs> that almost signed with Cody. That's how all in that that coup de gras was. Yeah. and then Finn made. I forgot that Finn made the pin. I thought it just went straight into the kimura after that. No, it's one, two, and then Brock so smoothly locks in the kimura, and his face is ridiculous. Yeah, he is. He's just got the full on Brock yeah. face, where he's really intense. And he he wins, uh, but, you know, it's that, that really unique style of victory, just like the AJ and Brian matches for the last two years of Survivor Series, where Brock decisively won. Like, I had no doubts that he, he could win, but he struggled. Yeah. And I really bought into the struggle. It makes Finn look great. It makes Brock look like he can be beaten, which is an important thing for such a, like, monster character.
3: And then he took his frustrations off that match, about mm. how this little, this small guy took him to the limit and he was really annoyed about that so then just started throwing him around yeah. as if almost to prove a point point. and I thought that was actually a really nice character moment for, for Brock yeah so it was three Germans and an F5 now I saw a lot of people say
2: after, after I'd watched it "Oh, is that to set up a Wrestlemania match like a rematch I said the same thing with the Demon yep. so the Demon versus Brock Lesnar at Wrestlemania you beat Finn the Man but can yeah. you beat Finn the Demon <clears throat> and then Seth challenges Daniel Bryan For the Smackdown title That was my thinking I I mean that That sounds great But I saw that And I was like Oh Brock's being a dick again (laughs) And I never thought Anything of it I was like Oh yeah Brock's been a dick again Yeah Yeah." So
3: We'll see see. It depends If they want to go down The the route of Rollins is going after The Universal Championship For Roman Reigns Or if they want to Continue this storyline With Mm. Brock and Finn And you do Rollins v Bryan Instead And move Rollins Over to Smackdown In advance of the Fox deal Later in the year that long running Balor Brock Storyline From two weeks Oh, i would just say you, yeah. can, you can
2: continue it They've started uh, it now uh, Then finally We got the Men's Royal Rumble match Which was So much fun From the get go yeah. uh, Kind of Opposite To the Women's Royal Rumble match I thought the first Two thirds Of the men's match Was terrific Yeah Whereas like the last Apart from the Nia Jack stuff the last third was
3: quite predictable because you went into Raw mode.
2: Yeah. Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, Yeah, I completely agree.
3: Although I will say, because this is, I, I think it's been reported, this is officially the longest ever WWE pay-per-view at 6 hours and 55 minutes, including the pre-show. It's the longest ever show that they've ever done. I think that's the report. So at this point, it's like 4 a.m. in the UK. I've been up since 5 a.m. the previous day to watch NXT TakeOver. I was v- I was full of tea. I'd had some pizza, probably too many candy kitten sweets, and I was, so I was feeling a little bit. And my stomach was making some like it's, odd, it's touch and go. Yeah, it was a bit yeah. touch and go. The last thing I needed was Elias to do a bloody promo. I just thought to oh, myself, I I just thought to myself, come on guys, get move this show along. Let's get to the end here.
2: I liked it. He got a huge walk with Elias, chunk because Elias was number one. He started off with the guitar in the ring. And who is number two? <laughs> the only bloody space alien, spaceman Jeff Jarrett coming out in his crap attire. So uh, Fagador watched it. I was watching him watch the highlights. And his observation was, he looks like a gay lampshade. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But like yeah, that's actually Here's actually a, pretty apt. It's such a WWE thing to do as well. It's like no, you got to wear your WWE attire when you're your yeah. WWF attire when you go out because that's the only thing they'll know you from. They won't know you as like listen up, slap nuts or king in the mountain. They won't know that. Such a rib. You're not the chosen one. You are going out there as spaceman Jeff Jarrett with the hat and the. Be-de-de-de-de. It was just missing Tennessee League. Going He's the world's greatest singer. Yeah. Ain't he great?
2: Well, I guess it's that Elias is doing the song. This is the most singing gimmick that Jarrett had. I was genuinely stunned they
3: did not do With My Baby Tonight. Yeah.
2: I, I thought they were going to. I was looking forward to an actual sing song, but Elias turned on him right away. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw a really good gag online that I wanted to steal, but I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. Which was, we wanted a Bullet Club member <laughs> 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 And he gave us Jeff Jarrett Because Jeff Jarrett is a member of the Bullet Club He is In a, in a weird, this timeline yep. uh, Then we got Nakamura out next And that's when Elias did this old school walk with Elias spot uh, I've never seen him do that before Yeah. Or the, have the, I? The walk
3: with Elias? Yeah uh, uh, To be honest, I can't tell you a single Elias match yeah, like, yeah, it's kind of... I mean, if you asked me, because like, I could list you off some people he's probably had matches with, but if you asked me to name any spots within those matches, couldn't do it. I, I, I really think, liked it. I think his finisher is a swinging neckbreaker, but mm. do not quote me on that.
2: Um, Then we got Kurt Angle out next to a big reaction, because it's Kurt Angle, and then I, I got really excited, because you've got Kurt and, and Nakamura. Nakamura in there. Yep. And Kurt was throwing out a few people later. Yeah, United States champion, Shinseki Nakamura, we shouldn't forget. Mm. Yeah, shouldn't forget that. Uh, Biggie at number five. Johnny Gargano at
3: number six. Johnny Rumble. That was great. Uh, Jinder Mahal comes in At number 7 Sadly Gargano Was not continuing His amazing story, Character driven Storytelling from NXT Though because he was just You are Johnny Gargano Here please yeah. go out there And just do some spots Please That's
2: different continuity I guess so uh, And Gargano Throws out Jinder And everyone beats up The Sings And then out comes Samoa Joe Oh yes I felt like the air Changed it's, And they said it's his First Rumble match ever Yeah oh God Of course he debuted After the 2017 one Like the night after Last year he missed because of injury he was meant to start that feud with John Cena yeah and he was as soon as Joe was out there I was like there are so many dream combinations in this ring already yeah Naka- I know Nakamura and Joe sort of did their thing but Nakamura Joe uh Big E I really like gender <laughs> Gargano uh, Joe ha- Gargano in particular mm. uh, but Joe throws out Big E then we got Kurt Hawkins number nine yeah,
3: he gets in and sort of, like, bails immediately. Jerry, at this point, has no idea who anyone is. Now that Jarrett and Angle are gone, he's looking at the ring going, like, I haven't a, I haven't a blues clues hmm. about what is going on here or who any of these are. Because they said, Kurt and or- Michael Cole says, Kurt Hawkins is on a 200-and-whatever-it-is winning streak. And Jerry's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's literally his gimmick. Just that losing streak.
2: You said winning streak. Did I say winning streak? Yeah, yeah. People well, don't bring it up otherwise. everyone else is winning. Yeah, uh, the the Seth the Seth Rollins came out at number ten. The Seth Rollins that is, <laughs> and it's a long show. We're an hour quarter in. I know. Uh, and he eliminates
3: Elias Titus at number eleven. Titus. So everyone in the building knew. What was coming next? Yeah. Was and Cole was there going, like, it was the funniest thing at Greatest Royal Rumble because this idiot fell down and we all pointed and laughed. And so you got Titus going, like, doing like the cross thing and being like, I'm ready, I'm okay, I'm unsure. And he pelts it down to the ring and the Cradle was going like look, oh. oh. and he gets there and he sort of stops himself. And then celebrates because he didn't fall over. I thought it was really, really funny. But he still ended up under the ring. Yeah.
2: Because Kurt Hawkins is under the ring, and Titus goes in after him. So you still get that visual of him sliding under... I thought it was a very well-done spot. I did see one review that said it would have been really funny if they'd changed gear while they were under there. I thought it would have been... I thought it would have been funnier if Kurt comes out, then Hornswoggle comes out, then Titus comes out. Um... Then we get, uh, so Titus O'Neil, that Joe threw Kurt out right away. Kofi at number 12. Yeah. Now you've got like Joe, Rollins, Nakamura, Gargano all in there. And then out comes Mustafa Ali. Get him, Ali. That was my first thought.
3: I was like, go get him. Go get Joe, that big bully. Uh, Jerry also said that he's not a fan of the name Kingslayer. Hmm. Makes sense. Uh, But Ali doesn't go for Joe. He eliminates
2: Nakamura. US title program question mark?
3: Tasty. Tasty, mate. But then out
2: comes Dean Ambrose to not much of a
3: reaction. Remember when he was a really big potential, Mm -hmm. like mega heel? Yeah. Turning heel on the night that Roman Reigns announced his leukemia. That we thought was doing the best character work out of anyone for a period of months. And here he is now, just a couple of months later, and his... The only thing that I can say about him is that he has got a chain that's got his wallet in his pocket like he's a skater kid mm. from the late 90s.
2: He doesn't even dislike germs anymore. He's even dropped that part yeah. of his rubbish character. So uh, Wasted opportunity. Ambrose gets in, throws out Kofi, but Kofi did a I'm not eliminated spot and he rolls over to the steps. Yeah, uh, Dean does eliminate Johnny Gargano though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then out comes No Way Jose. I could almost hear you audibly sigh. No, 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 because I knew what was coming. (laughs) And it surpassed my my dreams because Joe eliminates him right away. Excellent. Throws him onto the conga line and the conga line are like, ah, oh, well. eh," And they start parting to the back. And I thought, oh, God, you're going out smiling. I don't want that to happen. Drew McIntyre at number 16. Yeah, with his baby face music. turn. Oh, and he just man. piles through, not just through No Way Jose, but a stupid
3: partying sex orgy, too. He just looks at No Way Jose with this utter look of disdain and he just headbutts him yeah. as if, just like, get the F out of this company with your stupid gimmick. But it was so good. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't go back and like report on this, but they Michael Cole did say, "I think that's the quickest Rumble elimination ever hmm. because it's like it was essentially this Santino one of you get in and you're instantly taken out the the one second spot." Did Joe not choke him?
2: I thought there was a I, brief choking.
3: Well, Michael Cole said he thought it was the quickest elimination ever. Huh. Maybe. Uh, so, Xavier Woods comes
2: out after that. There's an awesome brawl between
3: Joe and Drew McIntyre. Oh, McEntire. mate, yes, oh. please. That was one of my first yeah. yes pleases of the night. Yeah, and there's uh, McIntyre
2: wins it with a Claymore. Oh, Yeah, Xavier Woods comes out. There's, there's a little bit with Kofi, but both
3: of them are eliminated yeah, right away. Yeah, he catches... I, I'm, almost certain, botched. I'm almost certain on both of Kofi's things. Both of his feet touched the floor mm. before he just like quickly lifted them up and the referee was like, oh, nope, I think his feet are fine.
2: But then we got a fantastic run, Apollo Crews aside, of entrance. Pete Dunne.
3: Yeah, also Drew eliminated both uh, Kofi and... Yeah.
2: Pete Dunne, Andrade Cien Almas, a little bit of Apollo Crews, and yeah. then Alistair Black. Yeah, absolutely. What? And I've,
3: I've got here, like, Pete Dunne versus Samoa Joe? Yes, please. Uh, Andrade versus Pete Dunne. Yes, please. Yeah. Oh, man. And then Black gets in, and I'm like, there are so many combinations here that I want to see. Yeah. This company has got an incredible roster. I mean, Baron Corbin's out in a second, so it's not perfect, but they have got such a great roster of Mm. talent. There's got so many fascinating combinations.
2: Yeah. I I was. This was the bit. I mean, this is effectively the first two thirds. Alistair Black coming out was. The last bit of this amazing SmackDown and NXT call-up opening two-thirds. Yeah. And Black eliminates Ambrose with a Black Mass. So this is your... <laughs> you think this is an official call-up? This was the one that Luke crapped over. <laughs> no, not an official call-up. I'm just saying that black I feel like Black's loss at NXT TakeOver to Champa was kind of like, what else is there to do for Black? Yep. He's been rumoured to be called up to the main roster for months. Agreed. And here he is... Kicking out Ambrose, who's a man without a program, it feels. I, I, I can see Ambrose coming out on tonight's episode of Raw, calling out the person who eliminated him, and Black comes out. And now Ambrose fits into that Dolph Ziggler mode
3: of, I am the first person you beat on the main roster. And amazingly enough, that is not the only time we're going to say Dolph Ziggler's name in this bloody yeah, review. Yeah, who would have thought it? Uh, so yeah, no, I, I can sort of see where you're coming from. I think, though, when you first said it, I did think Dean was the Intercontinental Champion. I, f- yeah. I forgot that he lost it, so that, that, that's on me though.
2: That's the Almighty. That's on the Almighty Bobby Lashley. And what a run in the Rumble he has! Yeah,
3: uh, that was good though. Uh, so Shelton Benjamin comes out next, but the- okay. So I, I, I said to interrupt, but I was on such an emotional roller coaster in this few, in this match because our Wrestle League predictions really came down to this match. Going into this match, I had three options in front of me either seth rollins wins and you and i tie but if braun wins then i go one point uh, uh, and even further ahead and i'm fine all's i needed though because as soon as the match started i was like buddy seth Rollins is winning this i don't know why i picked braun What stupid i should have listened to dave melter mm. dave Meltzer reported it months ago that seth was winning this i should have listened and then so i, th- I was like well, seth's winning so what i need is i need velveteen dream I just need my surprise pick of Velveteen Dream to come into this rumble, and I'll be fine. Because if I get that one point, it doesn't matter if Seth wins, because I'm still one point ahead of you. So every single time that buzzer went down, I was like, please be Dream. Please be Dream. I was, like, delirious because I was so tired. And when Shelton Benjamin came down, I was like, why are you here? Why are you not Velveteen Dream? And I I said that to almost every single person. I was messaging my friend Kel, and he was, like, counting down with me and being like, there are still like five more people that have already been announced and we're like at 24. Mm. I, I don't think Dream's coming down, mate. I feel your pain, man. I, I thought Leto was going to come out <laughs> in one of these
2: spots. You unfortunately... Yeah, you yeah picked it was it. Nia Jax. I picked the wrong lady. You did. Uh, but in, when Benjamin comes out, he did nothing really, but Ali eliminated Joe here. Yes. Which is what great we were all rooting spot. for. Yes. Yep, and that's a great way to further their feud on SmackDown and hopefully spiral into the US title picture. Uh, we got Baron Corbin next, who you you poo pooed on. I think he's one of the most over people in his role in the company.
3: So I take against your Baron Corbin shade. I just I'm I'm so bored of Baron Corbin. Jerry did have a good line about Corbin though. He said, uh, "No one likes Baron Corbin. Well, his dog does, but his dog does eat his own poop."
2: Hmm. Uh, Jeff Hardy came out after that wearing what seemed to be fish scales. And he was another name when he came out. I was like, "Why are you not velveteen dream?" Uh, Dunn and Black were fighting with each other with the finger break spot. Oh, Dunn! Ver- so good. Also, Dunn versus Seth Rolland. Yes. Please. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> yes, please, mate. Uh, but Corbin throws
3: Alistair Black out.
2: Feels like he was in there for quite a while. Though. Black.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. Yeah, because you're right. They did this the finger break spot, the finger dislocation thing, and Black just holds up his sort of mangled finger and he pops it right back into place. Mm. Oh, it was so badass.
2: Yeah. Uh, Drew throws Dunn out at this point as well. Then we get Rey Mysterio. Uh, and Rey Mysterio and Andrade sort of start facing off. It's almost like they were just looking for each other. It was like, can we
3: do some fun stuff together? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. (laughs) Canadian Destroyer. (laughs) Uh, Bobby Lashley then, and he gets eliminated straight away by Rollins. I thought this was a mistake.
3: Really? Yeah, because he sort of like fell out the ring and then just sort of collapsed. And I was like... Oh, was he meant? To do- and then when they started destroying the tables and yeah. stuff, I was like, "Oh, okay, no, it was intentional, but it did look like it was an error."
2: So Lashley pulls out Rollins and puts him through a table, Roman Reigns style. Sits out the next fifteen minutes of the match. Exactly. Good yeah. fitting tribute. Uh, then we get Braun Strowman at the luckiest number twenty-seven. Yeah. And he takes out Corbin right away, and then Benjamin and Shelton. yep. And then we get Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> oh my he's on a hiatus
3: Luke I'm so sick of Dolph Bloody Ziggler making these returns I am so done when that music hit considering I was so desperate for Velveteen Dreams to come out this music it felt like they did this on purpose just to annoy me Yeah. and then he made it to the final bloody four he also eliminated Drew,
2: oh. which was a bit annoying. I would, I would yep. much prefer Drew to be in that last mix. So he th- needs it more than Zigler does. Th- th- there was a report that Drew, uh, sorry, Dolph might be finishing with the company as early as the thirty-first of January, but maybe they've given him something. Just th- th- the guy's, th- the guy's so uninspiring now. Unfortunately, yeah. he's he's done the the storyline with Drew. And he's put him over to go back to that, which seems what they're doing.
3: I'm not interested in such a step backwards for Drew, who really, you know, has not had a great 2019 thus far because he's lost every match that he's mm. been in. To then go into a feud with uh, with Dolph Ziggler, I don't think is what Drew needs right no. now. Uh, then we have got Randy Orton
2: yeah. from Elder. Number 29. Brilliant. And uh, there was a big Tower of Doom spot here, here with rap- Ray
3: Almas, and a bunch of other people. Amazing no one died. Yeah. <laughs> because what this was, it was a Tower of Doom with Braun, with Andrade in an electric chair position, who had Ali in a suplex, who then got hit by Ray doing a crossbody off the top rope. Everyone collapsed. It looked brilliant. Yeah. And also, what a feat of strength by... Braun Strowman to be lifting up Andrade, who was lifting
2: up someone else. Yeah, yeah, oh, it was cool.
3: great.
2: Uh, then we got number 30, Our Truth, Not Velveteen Dream, yeah, because absolutely. of Mixed Match Challenge. But this is when Nia Jax comes out. We've talked about all that stuff that actually happened. Yep. Feels like a fever dream. And then the final uh, bunch were Randy eliminating Rey, Almus eliminated Randy, uh, making Almus the sole surviving SmackDown member.
3: <laughs> with all the good talents, you mean? Yeah,
2: with with, uh, with Ziggler, Rollins, and Braun all in there. Yeah, and just after the match that I was so into all the SmackDown and NXT stuff, it felt a bit like haha ha Survivor Series again. Yeah. But you know, last year it was two SmackDown. I oh know it was two Japanese people. Yeah. It was Shinsuke oh, Nakamura won last year, and, yeah. and Becky had won for SmackDown in the Women's Rumble. So can't
3: get too beaten up about these things i suppose not i did see someone say though and it's one of those things because how to wrestling did a, a podcast recently on the rumble like a, a how to rumble episode and they were like why don't they use the rumble more to like create a new star like rather than have established people mm. win the rumble why don't you have an nxt call-up win the rumble and be like oh my god well now they're going on uh, wrestlemania and I someone said in a podcast review of this show if it had been adam cole and you, this is how you did the undisputed era's call-up, and you had Adam Cole win the Rumble, like that. If, if you are going to do this match last, if you are putting the Men's Rumble on last when you had Becky winning earlier in the night, you've got to do something big that people are going to be talking about mm-hmm. the next day. Because I can tell you this: no one's talking about Seth winning this as the as the go as the final as the final image of this show. No one's talking about Seth winning.
2: Yeah. It's it's not it wasn't the hottest end, but I you know I, th- I think it's the right result. Oh, it's the right uh, result. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to Seth versus Brock at Mania. Unless it's Seth but, versus Brian. Yeah, unless it's that. Uh, but yeah, so Seth won with a pretty cool little standoff really with Braun cool. on yeah. the apron, and then hitting a curb stomp on the apron for the win. And it felt for a moment there that he wasn't going to point to the sign.
3: <laughs> he left it a bit late. I thought I hey, he the, the copyright logo is going to show in a second, yeah. and then. Point. It's because they didn't have, okay. they, they had nowhere to hang the WrestleMania sign like mm. they usually do in a building. So they had to have it on a, on a screen. And you could almost hear the people, fran- the IT guys frantically loading up the image, getting it to the right resolution to put it up onto the screen. It's like this one here. He should have pointed to the, like a CGI
2: one, just yeah. pointing to nothing in the actual arena in real life. But for TV screens,
3: there it is or, in all its goofy glory. Run out to the commentary desk grab someone's phone, quickly Google the WrestleMania logo and point to it there. That would have also been very effective
2: in selling the biggest show of the year.
3: So what did you score this in your
2: review? Mate, I gave it a best of both worlds. Five out of five. Five out of five. Loved it.
3: Really, really enjoyed it. You even said to me, and this is not a unique opinion because a few people have said this to me on Twitter as well, that you enjoyed this more than TakeOver. I can recognise that TakeOver in
2: ring was a, a much more solid show. And Gargano... Uh, Ricochet Ricochet was extraordinary and the tag match was so so much fun but overall I had more fun watching this this Royal
3: Rumble this seven hour show too long that's
2: the main criticism yeah that's the the only real proper criticism I've got of the show that it was seven hours yeah uh, everything else is kind of,
3: oh, I would have done it better this row. Completely so, agree. But like, yeah, I completely yeah. agree. I'd, I'd have I'd probably given it four, maybe, I mm. think. But yeah, no, I can agree with You're you. You're so
2: negative.